Everybody and what's happening? Welcome back to the podcast. Heavy metal over a six pack. Hello, hello. Find us on all the social media platforms. We are available on Podomatic. We are available on iTunes. We are found on Facebook. We are on Twitter and Instagram at HMOA number six P A C K. We can be uh, directly emailed uh, HMOA number six P A C K at gmail.com or uh, find us on uh, Facebook Messenger and uh, shoot us a message that way. All right, so episode seven, episode seven, mm-hmm. exciting, exciting. Yep. What's what's going on, Anthony, bro? I'm here. Go with that. I'm sorry. <laughs> that sounds so depressing. But you don't have a choice. You live here, so. Well, you know, if you wanted, we could have came to you. <laughs> I'm just saying, let's not let's not like put bad vibes like over the airwaves just because you're in a bad mood. It's not my fault. Well, uh, so starting off today. Uh, scrolling through my random news stuff and you know how Facebook knows what you're doing whatnot um, yeah that creepy thing where if, yeah yeah so if I did a random you know, search on Amazon I get like 28 ads sure so with, with our news searching here and there you know I, I, I dwell here and there to see you know for the show and stuff and I, I got an ad found kind of interesting now they uh, it, it says metalhead dating so it's, it's technically a dating app. For Did you uh, recently change the status to single, like accidentally, and maybe like they, they, they thought that you needed help? I feel like Mother Have would be yelled at me by now. I, I just I, I just find it kind of weird that I mean they have dating things for everyone now. They have farmers dating and pilot dating, and it was just it was an interesting thing I came across. So it's like a thousand like thousand fish in the sea. It could be like thousand metalheads in the sea. Pretty much. Like there, there could be there could be like branches off. So I wonder if that like works in like the re- the real world because, like historically, like rock, hardcore, heavy metal, and whatnot was um was a was a uh, a music genre that was uh, primarily male driven. Yeah. So I mean, is this uh, is this dating app going to be like a massive like sausage fest? Probably. Because that would be that'd be pretty. Although the 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 lady on the ad here is quite female, so. Well, I mean, you know, if you go ninety percent, that's like there's like one female for that's for probably nine the dudes. one. It could be some massive competition in that because, I mean, depending how you break it down, right? Like, right. not that I've ever been on a dating site, but I imagine you get to set up like a profile. I mean, I would assume it's one of those things. Like, so in in my opinion, metalheads are like nerds. You know, they they do Unemployed, their little live thing, with mom. pretty much, <laughs> and they go to their shows, and that's where they all collaborate. They wear so, leather jackets with lots of patches yeah. that they all made them of, of the that patches. they made themselves. <laughs> right. So I mean, it's it's I guess it's good for the antisocial because I feel like that's what most of them are. That I just, be, I just keep going back to like the Warped Tour last year. That dude that like tapped us on the shoulder, asking if he could <laughs> if he could uh, step in front of us. Like that dude. Like sir, I have been here. Yeah, right. Like the I did, whole time. I did. I did my damn time, and like you just show up, just tapping the shoulder. But can I stand in front of you? No. You can't <laughs> Get out. Stand in front of me. What the fuck are you talking about? How crazy thing this is. So like if you didn't think there was like, gonna be a pit opening up here like before, there sure as hell is now. <laughs> One individual. Little dipshit. Freaking. Or at least you weren't hammer fisted like I was. Freaking entitled. Little shit. Shit break. <laughs> Good uh, thesaurus action there. <laughs> So uh, I kind of I, I I think I got lost in my my little rant the last episode because um, with the last episode being like our official like six pack episode I actually forgot to bring up a topic 
So I figured, like, what the hell? I can just bring it up now. What I would think, what I was thinking of doing last episode, which I'll do now, and I have the uh, I have the uh, fantastic uh, HMOA six pack beer scores, like right here in front of me, which is uh, actually posted on our Facebook page. If you want to uh, check back on our uh, on our archive of the the beers that we've um, we've actually uh, critiqued, mm-hmm. sort of. I'm, my vocabulary is escaping me right now. I'm so sorry. Um, pretty good selection, to be honest. I mean, there's actually, I mean, I think 80% of the stuff that we've we've actually sampled, like I've never either either never heard of or never tried before. So right. I mean, that's that's pretty cool. But what I was thinking we could do, we could actually just reminisce on some of the highest rated beers. Sure. Um, as far as our guests go, our high, our highest rated beer. And uh, thanks to uh, John from front of me was the uh, Magners Irish Cider, uh-huh. which he uh, rewarded a perfect score of six out of six points, mm-hmm. with a with a close a close second to uh, Revival Brewing, the uh, the Breakfast Fanny. So, both those guys in the same area took the lead. Right. I mean, granted, I mean, to this point, we've only had them two and and Tom. And yeah, that's that's true. And just a just a shout out, Tom. Uh, t- Tom threw out the uh, Allagash Black, which he he's on the he's on the positive side of the six point rating. I like the Allagash personally. I, I like most of Allagash's <laughs> um, Allagash's brews. My wallet doesn't, but I do. <laughs> right. The um. Anthony, do you remember what your favorite is, bud? So far. So far. Uh, actually, I think mine would be the Stony Joe, which is like one of the first ones I think I did. Stony Joe was your first re- yep. your first critique. He actually awarded it a perfect six points. Yep. Good man. Good man. I uh, I'm a little more stingy. I have not yet rewarded a perfect six point because I like to leave my options open. Like sure. there's still gonna be a, there's gonna be a beer out there that's gonna like just blow me away someday, and I'm gonna be like holy f. Like I will never drink anything ever again other than this beer. This is my life now. Which. I mean, in all honesty, that won't that won't ever be the case. I'll always I'll always sample, but I have I actually have two beers that actually were uh, rewarded a five point. The uh, Bad Martha Martha's Vineyard Ale from uh, from Martha's Vineyard, and uh, Two Roads Brewing the uh, Zero to Sixty, which I believe came from uh, Episode Five. Both of those were actually rewarded a five points. So, but again, check out our uh, check out the critiques. Uh, go to Facebook. Um, I actually uh, post these scorecards after. Uh, for the most part, after after every episode, mm-hmm. um, and please, if you haven't already, like the page, invite some friends to like the page, uh, throw a couple of critiques out there. All that stuff like helps because, yeah, yeah, I like it. Friggin' harsh, like automatic. Uh, the weekend, not 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 too many plays over the weekend, and no. like we just like tanked in the ratings. <laughs> Boo! Like we actually got up to uh, number five on Potomatic nice. for the uh, in the in the metal section, which I was kind of getting excited about, and like we're gonna get in like the uh, the top one thousand mm-hmm. and overall, and then the weekend happened, and now I think we're like thirtieth. That's quick. And like seven thousand something. Like a million people out there in the, in the overall. Boss. So. To our credit, I noticed not a lot from the Boston area. Like we're actually uh, up huh. here in the the New England area. Yeah, up here grinding. So come on, Boston. I mean, that's kind of like help a us out. Local scene. Yeah, right. It helps out. Need some help, yo. All right. Boston strong. Fucking New York. They're not metalheads. Not believe that. I refuse to believe that. <laughs> Except the weirdos from Connecticut that haven't decided if they're from Massachusetts or uh, New York. Like right in the middle. Like the Connecticut, the Connecticutsets. Connecticutsets. New Connecticutsets. I I, I, forget, I forget what the uh, the the play on words is for that. So yeah, I meant to do that in episode six, uh, being the official six pack episode, but I didn't. So I did it on episode seven. So congratulations to those brews for uh, getting up there and uh, check them out. Go buy them, drink them. Mm. Yeah. Do and it. like do our it podcast right. and listen to our podcast. Nice. Heavy metal headlines. So we get some heavy headlines. You want to start today? You want me to start? Yeah, I'll start it off. For any of you who know System of a Down, their guitarist Darren Malakian, he has a side project called Scars on Broadway. That's actually so funny. This is actually this was one of mine. So that's cool. Was it really? Yeah, that's funny. Uh, that's cool. They can... uh, have you heard Scars on Broadway? Yes. Okay. So you're aware. Um, they just launched a new video for their, their new single called Lives, or Lives, I guess, either way. Um, evidently, it has to do with the um, the video 
coincides with the 103rd anniversary of the Armenian Genocide. And all portions of proceeds from sales on the single on iTunes go toward the Armenian Fund Lives campaign, which is kind of interesting. That is. Did you know this uh, This album was originally recorded in 2012? Really? Wait, the... Uh, which... Like with a uh, like this album that so like, he's that putting he's out with uh, with uh, scars on Broadway. Yeah, this was actually recorded in 2012, and okay. what ended up happening was they put it on hold. Here, let me actually read the uh, I'll read the actual um, lives is taken from Darren uh, Malekian on and and on scars on Broadway. They also renamed themselves. It used to just be uh, scars on Broadway, but they're actually Darren Malekian and scars on Broadway okay. now. So, so he actually uh, he branded himself in like the the name. Uh, their upcoming album, Dictator, which will be released on July 20th. The disc was recorded in 2012, but has remained unreleased until now. Uh, Malakian said, I recorded the album, and then around that time, Systems, System started playing live again. So every time we'd play live, there'd be conversations like, maybe we'll do an album. So being the guy who wrote the majority of all the System songs... Uh, in the past, I was like, all right, let me see what's happening with it. Let me hold on to these songs and see how this develops. Sure. So it's almost like he did like all these songs like with this side project, which yep. if, uh, if, you've, if you've heard it, like it's very similar. Oh, God. Well, to I mean, what it's, of his voice is. is so recognizable. But even like the, the, the tunes and like whatnot, it's like that quirky, mm-hmm. like, like, like a little fast pace. goofiness but, to it. Yeah, a little, little goofiness to it. But he, like, he was like holding on to like his side project songs. And it's like, well, if System of a Down like, puts out another album and I have to write some material, I can always just take some of these that, he and, owns bring it anyways, them, so. and bring them over. And it's like, I, I actually thought that was interesting, mm-hmm. especially now that you say that. Like, all of this would, like, they're going to, like, donate all of this money, like, from the proceeds. It's like, well, what, what, what would have happened yeah. if it was a System of a Down album? Right. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I guess it uh, supplies first aid kits for the villagers who are under attack from the. I'm going to say this wrong. As are Bayhens Armed Forces. So, kind of neat though. It's kind of cool when, when people use music to help others like that. You know oh, I mean? absolutely. Absolutely. And I don't mean to paint a negative front on like what he was, what he was trying to do. Right, uh, right. Do positive. I think the first single that they released, they released the first single off of this. Like, th- this thing has been like sitting in like archives. Like, for, mm-hmm. so I mean, for talk about like, six years? talk about standing the test of time because right. like he's like, well, the, f- the first single fucking came out in 2010 okay um oh i'm sorry i'm kind of mentally mentally reading this as i go apparently this uh this uh, new incarnation of the the scars on broadway like this is a whole new overhauled group like there's uh, no original members i guess they had so a debut a whole redo. they had a they had a debut in uh, 2008 which actually also included the drummer from system of the down yeah i think I, I think i knew that i actually heard these guys from rock band oddly enough kind of popped in it's like one of those like a song plays and like sounds like System of a Down. So it's like, what song from yeah, System of a like, Down is this? Is and then this? you look at it, it's like Scars on Broadway. Oh, the hell is what? So confused right now. And then you look it up, you're like, oh. Now, good news. The uh, now uh, my my the article that I read actually came from Blabbermouth. Um, he actually uh, he does go on to, t- to say that there is uh, System of a Down has not abandoned the idea of making a new album. But he did say that as of right now, they're not on the same page. So. I thought that was slated for this year. Like they were, they were shooting for like this year release for like a new album. Like and then anything. like rumors kept getting like debunked. It's kind of like the new Tool album right now. Right. Maynard is like got to debunk that a couple of times. It's like, well, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. Right. And then he went out to and did a Perfect Circle album instead. Well, he was saying that there's another band that he's in. Uh yes, it's um, Periphery or something yes. like that. Or no, that's not right. Something more uh, edgy. Pussifier. That's or Pussifer. Pussifer, I'm yes. sorry. Yes. We actually, um, so this is a quote from uh, Maynard. Uh, he said, I felt like if I was going to go back and do another Pussifer record, somebody was going to sneak into my bedroom and slit my throat. So I figured I'd go and call Billy, who's in a perfect circle, and see where he's at with the music. Well, that's because they said that the the, the, the Pussifer record was, was what was holding off the Tool album. Right. Which he said is not the case. It's just like Tool just isn't happening. Yep. He's got an interesting. Uh, he's got an interesting story. Like he. Uh, he's got like a place like in the middle of like Arizona. It's like in the middle of like nowhere. Really. But it's actually uh, the uh, this this cover. 
um, the uh, recent up, the recent issue of a uh, revolver that's actually out. The, uh, the the camera crew actually went out to take the uh, the cover photo like out in like his mm-hmm. property, huh. which is like I guess like way the hell out in like East Bum Hell. So I thought this uh, I had this story here. I actually thought this was kind of interesting and it kind of uh, leads into our uh, our uh, female fronted. Um, in this moment, singer guitarist talk next album, which um, one of the things that I found interesting, uh, their last album came out in last year, 2017. Um, they've been like touring at like a rapid pace like since then, and now they're already talking about like another album that's uh, tentatively due in like next year, 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a uh, it's a follow up to uh, the the album The Ritual. Okay. His comments are uh, could turn out to be an even more grueling experience than last year's effort. His quote, I think uh, Maria and I both, uh, Maria is very particular too. We put a lot of uh, a lot of pressure on ourselves for everything. He said, uh, we think that we know what's going to happen, and we get in there, and things are different, and it becomes a lot of workout. Blah 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 blah. Kind of, there's a lot of back and forth. I didn't. Re- sure. I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't pre-read that comment before I started reading it. It's like. Yeah, they, I think I've, I've read that one as well. Um, it'll be interesting because, like, he actually goes on to say, like, later on the album, how like he actually hates writing, like, while they're on the road. Mm-hmm. Which, like I said, they, I mean, they've been, uh, they've been like touring, like, feverishly, like, well, they, I mean, they like, have headline so tour after it, headline though. tour after headline tour, and so I mean, if you if you don't like writing, like, while you're on the road and you're gonna pop out an album in like right. 2019, it's like interesting. But mm-hmm. trying to think uh, in this moment, I think have maybe three albums out right now they don't have a lot I know they remade one of those or redid uh, Ritual in 2017 a star crossed um Star Crest Wasteland 2010 2010 Black Widow 2014 Blood 2012 oh, Beautiful Tragedy 2007 Beautiful Tragedy 2007 yep that was the first one Black Widow I'm sorry that might not be an album I'm so sorry That's, I think it's so The Dream EP was in 08 no Black Widow was an album that's their second to most recent. So they got quite a few. Yeah. So now they're gonna uh, they're gonna start going on like a feverish pace. They're gonna take like the a page out of the Five Finger Death Punch. Right. Is one of them like having like a drug addiction that they have to like? Hopefully not. Bust out a bunch of albums too. Did you know that their guitarist actually has like really bad arthritis in his neck and he can't actually move it around? Well, that's okay. He only has to put on a suit, a mask, and right. just, I mean, just hang out in anyways. the background. But uh, he, he commented on, if, I don't even know, it may have been the same one you were talking about, but he said uh, when they toured with Avatar, he said watching those guys out there whipping their hair around and swinging their heads, and he was he's like, I will never be able to do that again. Kind of a, a downer. But. All about knowing your limits. Right. Recent episodes, we talked about cover. Have you ever, have you, have you actually heard the, uh, the In This Moment cover of In The Air Tonight, I which have. apparently is on the... Uh, I have. Any good? It's okay. It's slow. I mean, like a lot of her covers, are, they're slower. They do describe it as an eerie cover. It is. So, it is. Like very, very eerie. I like their um, cover of Closer, personally. By the Pig Mine. Hmm. By Niner Nails. Seems like a good match for them. Mm-hmm. Niner Nails. Yeah, I can see that happening. So, yeah, that's all right. In this moment, going to be pumping out material. Pretty good. Interesting to me because, you know, I don't know, maybe more recently, like I, like my. Obviously, like we, we talk about this like count like countless times. Like uh, we, I have the uh, I have the uh, Apple Music, so I mean I don't necessarily get a lot of like what they release as like singles. But when I'm in my uh, my better half's car, she does have the uh, the satellite radio, so like the Octane, the Liquid Metals, and like the whatnot. Definitely, the last couple of years, like in this moment, has like really started pumping out like more more singles in that case. But I, it's just interesting to me that they like they're so focused on like pumping out album after album after album because like they they. To me, in this moment, is like a live-driven band. Mm-hmm. Like their thing is like their show. Right. Like it's. I mean, in a world where like album sales aren't necessarily enormous. I mean, right. Well, they said. I think she said that she has like a whole eighteen-wheeler and I think two tour buses that go with them. I. I'm sorry, with all their props. And I can't imagine. And they're just. I mean, there's got to be like a bus full of just like those like little extras. Right. That she has. I mean, she's when we saw him, she had about six or seven of them, mm-hmm. like just people that were like dedicated to right. worshiping her on stage. Pretty much. Well, she always has her two little, of two little people that run around and entertain, and which is great. I mean, I'm all, I'm all about stage shows. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, don't 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 stop a thing by by any means. But 
said you had a, uh, a second news. I do have a second news. Segundo. This is for all you old school metalheads out there. Deep Purple and Judas Priest are touring together. A headline tour across the entire country. Oh, God. They're um, all across the U.S. and parts of Canada. Uh, I believe the last album that uh, Deep Purple put out was uh, Infinite in 2017. And then, uh, actually, Judas Priest put out one this year, Firepower, uh, March of this year, 2018. All right, so they both kind of have, like, material out there that they're going to go ahead and... Now, unfortunately for all you locals, there is nothing in this area. You don't see, you don't buy concert tickets, guys. This is what happens. You can't take your dad. I think New York is the closest one, honestly. And your grandpa. You can't take dad and grandpa to go see like their 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 heavy metal icons. I make fun of them. I've I've actually uh I've seen Judas Priest before. No, I saw him in a uh, I saw him in a fest- festival atmosphere. Sure. I think I saw him at uh they they came around with an Ozfest one time. They um. I mean, it's solid for what it is. Right. I mean, you know, back back then. I mean, strong guitar, high vocals. Yeah. Does he, can he still hit him though? Well, I don't think he can hit him anymore. Uh, Halford's still got some. He's, does he? He's got okay. some juice. He's got some juice to him. Like he's still pretty high energy. Sure. Does his iconic thing where you know he rides in like on the bike. You can hear him in the background. Like. Yeah, he's always got the. Yeah, that was like his thing. Yeah. And then, been like a thing for like the last few years like the biggest tours that like come around are like all of these bands that were like from like th- 20 30 40 years ago right well the last big one i saw was um def leopard tesla and actually argo speedwagon oh, wow. which is funny because it was supposed to be sticks but the uh tommy shaw did something with whatever i think he hurt himself or got sick or something so argo speedwagon jumped in hey he might have been better off it's funny because are you a speedwagon? Like you look at them, the dude has like white ass hair, but he sounds so on point. It's absurd. It's the weirdest thing. He's the one who just passed last year, isn't he? From are you a speedwagon? Mm-hmm. Maybe. I'm His name escapes me, but I think uh, I think unfortunately I don't think he's no longer with us. Oh, okay. Unfortunately, so rest in peace, uh, yeah, are you a speedwagon guy? Um, but it brings up a like the only the only point that I, like I bring up to that is it's like well all these. Uh, all these like old like old, old school acts are like getting like the stadium tours right now. Like we, at, there's uh, there's not, Roses. there's very few modern acts right now that are that are getting like those big ones. But you know what? If they if they come around to like clubs like the Palladium and Paradise Rock Club and you know the different spots in Providence, Connecticut, yep. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like I, I mean, I personally prefer stage like those kind of shows. I'm I mean, with you. House of Blues. If I never, if, yeah, House of Blues actually is is a good Paradise. time. I I would uh. I could care less if I ever go back to Mansfield. Right. I really don't like that. But they're, they're running out of shows anyways. Because Warp Tour is the last one this year. All right, so and there they used can... to be another hardcore one that they shut off, too. Oh, the, the, the last time I was at an Ozfest was, like, there, so... Yep. And Warp Tour, yeah. I remember when... No, it was Local Bazooka. I'm sorry. When Local Bazooka was a huge thing. That was right at the Fitchburg Airport. Like when it first started, am I correct? It ended at the Fitchburg Airport. Okay, that's that's where it ended. I knew uh, that's that was where it uh, used that to was be. that's actually when because uh, uh, when the when Loka Bazooka was, like originally started, it, it was originally all local. Yeah, yeah. And then what they did was they started uh, it, they um they did it at a uh, Green Hill Park in okay. uh, in Worcester, Mass. Sure. Actually, if you want to go way way back, it actually started in like a bar. Really? Um, I believe in the Worcester area, and I, the, okay. the name of the place is actually escaping me. But it was just like a small venue, and like he had a whole day event of like mm-hmm. local bands, really? and then they were able to make it bigger. And then local bazooka happened, where like they had you know multiple stages. So there needs to be more stuff like that. Who asked me? It's uh, get it. Problem is these festivals are dying because like the ticket sales are dropping. Right. Not even necessary. I don't think even the, like. From what I've read, it's not even necessarily like the major markets where like the ticket sales are dropping, right. but it's like the side markets. Sure. So I mean, you can't you can't make your bank on you know Los Angeles, New York. I'm gonna say Boston loosely because I don't I think a lot of the festivals actually kind of avoid this area probably for that. Right. Um, but a couple a couple of spots on like each coast and like they try to fill fill venues like in between and they're just not getting the sales. And it kind of goes back to like when we talk about like. Even local bands like playing and like not getting like the the cove like the battle of the bands like what a great event like what a great opportunity to like go discover but no yeah, right totally 
what's really interesting about it is like there's so much information out there like it's not like it's not like 20 30 years ago where if you wanted to hear new music you had to go see him live because there wasn't like a way to get like the distributed stuff right so like right now i could actually we could probably look up like any local flyer Sure. Find any one of those bands, whether it be on Facebook or mm-hmm. you know the Twitter or Reverb Nation or yep, like something. We could probably hear them. We could probably figure out, hey, these bands are actually pretty good, mm-hmm. and then make the decision to actually go see them live. But like, it's like attendance is like lower. Right. It's true. It's like, oh well, I can just hear them on my iPod, so I don't need to go pay the five dollar cover charge. And right. Like, dude, go out and have fun. Oh, I mean, it be fun. I mean, live music so much better, anyways. Well, the whole thing. Like, why do you go to the movies? You get same thing. Premium picture, premium sound. Same you go out to a, like a live venue because you get the top-notch sound quality Correct. that cannot be recreated, mm-hmm. especially in like a handheld device or anything sure. like that. But That's why even like um, Ralphs does the uh, Ralphs and Wister does the uh, Metal Thursdays, which is really cool. And those actually fill up pretty well. I usually see that place pretty full. For the most part. It's the burgers, man. <laughs> you would get burgers. You go for the burger, you save for the metal. Yep. They're just so hospitable. Seriously, every every staff guy that I've ever talked to at Ralph's, like, they're, like, so damn friendly. Mm-hmm. The place is good. All right, buddy. Any other news today? That's it for me. Heavy metal over a six-pack. Artist profile. This artist profile is Trivium. Latest release, The Sin in the Sentence, 2017, genre, thrash metal. First song I've ever heard of from Trivium was Rain off of their Ascendancy album, released in 2004. From there, I learned the ways of their older album, Ember to Inferno, and at that point, I am a lifelong fan. Something happened on the way when Trivium came out with The Crusade in 2006, which pissed off old-school fans of the band because thrash metal guitar remained, but the metalcore scream turned to clean vocals which some fans could not understand or relate to. From there, the band and the producer change came out with what I consider a masterpiece in the album Shogun in 2008. Moving along to 2010, the band turned down the exoticness of their leads, mellowed out the solo, primarily use of a drop C to sharp tuning, and came out with the less complex but at some point still hard-hitting in waves. This album yielded another personal favorite song of mine, Inception of the End. The band is quoted in saying this album, they were they were focusing on songs and what makes the song great, not to showcase how well they could play. Two, al- two other albums will come out in 2013 and 2015, but what I want to get to is 2017, The Sin and the Sentence was born. This album to me is a cultivated growth spurt of this band, all they know and all they've done, and what their core is represented in this album. Killer guitar, epic drum, and a great mix of clean and metalcore scream making a pure Trivium sound like that of old. I have followed Trivium since I got the hook in 2004 and have appreciated their growth and their execution. And now in past couple of years, being in Massachusetts area, seeing Trivium return to the scene in co-headlining tours with the likes of Arch Enemy, as well as doing their own tour of the smaller intimate clubs, revitalizes for me this band and their efforts. The Sin in the Sentence is a great and must listen. But my all-time tracks for this band... Rain, Down from the Sky, Shogun, Inception of the End. And add now to this list the title track, The Sin in the Sentence. A 1-6 to scorecard, Trivium gets a 4.8 from this HMOA six-pack host. This is Heavy Metal over a six-pack Battle Royale Tournament Edition. All right, let's go. Let's get into the main event. So, part uh, we did part one uh, on episode six, where we were talking about the best female fronted metal band. We narrowed it down a field of thirty-two, and we actually now have the uh, field down to sixteen participants, which we have uh, we have set up in a tournament form. Um, for sake of wasting time, like we uh, we did already, kind of name all these thirty-two in the the last episode. So, mm-hmm. I think we should just go right, right into the matchups, so we can actually sure. like, break them down like a little bit. What we're going to do in all fairness, like we're going to take our scores from like the last time and we'll actually apply some multipliers like as we go to uh, try to give some of these uh, some of these groups a fighting chance at a different score and maybe they can uh, move their way on to the next round. But our um, our first matchup in the in the round of uh, 16, uh, our number one seed from our uh, from our bracket was Icon for Hire and uh, they actually match up with uh, Lacuna Coil. 
So for me, um, the, the multiplier that we decided to go for in the first round is, uh, is in the vocal category. Both of them, uh, to me, had a, uh, had a four. I do actually like Lacuna Coil's vocals, as well as uh, Icon for Hire. Like, I like her, her punk. I like her, mm-hmm. I, I think, the last time that we talked about I it. I gave Lacuna a four. I actually gave uh, Icon a five. There you go. So Icon's going to get a couple extra points in that, in that, in that sense for, uh, mm-hmm. from Anthony. Um, I think with Lacuna Coil, uh, you got to stick to the hits. Yeah, no, they. I think they have, look, they have a very large library. It's just they do, but I mean, I th- I, th- I honestly think there's like one or two songs Agreed. on like each one that Agreed. like really stand out and like when they, their first release that came out, I um I remember actually there was a lot of tracks that got a, like a lot of radio play off of their uh their their first their That's first release. Got, like but, a rapped face, right? But then like after that there was. And what's actually funny, like, I, I also saw Lacuna Coil at OzFest. The OzFest used to be great. Like, you, I used to see so many bands because, you know, they would bring 20 or 30, like, every time they came around. Um, what used to be funny is I actually remember seeing them live and, like, the, the, the male singer that's actually in the group. Yeah, because he's, like, a newer addition, right? Well, he's a guitar player. Okay. So, so he's yeah. a guitarist and, uh, like, he'll, he'll do the male backup vocals and, like, I used to laugh because, like, it seemed to me like he was trying to make himself like the focal point of the show. It's sure. like, dude, you're not the focal point of the show. Like nobody, <laughs> nobody gives two shits about you. Right. To be honest. Um, 10, so uh, Lacuna Coil last time for me was an 18 with the multiplier. They uh, they get a plus eight to that, so that makes them a 26. For me, went from a 21 to a 25. We went to a 25 icon for higher for me last time we around was a 30 at the multiplier they're actually up to 38 be 40 for me on that end so icon for higher moves on to the next round lacuna coil thank you for joining us again we are trying to narrow down this field so we can uh we can tell you guys who the uh the best female fronted metal band in the world is that way you don't have to uh you should not. Not that you shouldn't check out all 32 of these bands and uh, and thank them for their efforts, but uh, we'll we'll tell you who the best of the best is. Our second round match, or uh, excuse me, our second matchup in the first round is going to be Epica versus Kitty. So Epica, for me, I wasn't a big fan of the vocals myself. They're good, but I mean the the rap aspect is good, but the vocal itself I wasn't a huge fan of. Uh, that would give them a 22 for me all day. I actually did apparently like Epica's vo- uh, vocals. I did give them a four out of six. Uh, that with that multiplier, that actually bumps them up to me for a twenty-nine. Um, Kitty, I actually scored the same exact vocal. <laughs> really? Uh, I get a thirty-three for Kitty on my end. Vocals are okay. It depends on the song. I feel like they're different in every song a little bit. I'm a. I'm actually a long-time Kitty fan. Mm-hmm. They're. Um, her voice doesn't blow you away. No. Um, it's more like, especially like their first album. Like if you go all the way back to like Spit and like Brackish, it's like more. Yep. It's like more cutesy. Yeah. Like kind of like she's got like her like her, little, her like, clean vocals. Are, her, her 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 um yeah her clean vocals are a little punky. Mm-hmm. Agreed. But then like she's got like her. her screaming. She has a pretty uh a pretty uh, signature growl. Yeah. Like her, 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 um, her, her screamo, her screaming vocals are, mm-hmm. uh, are kind of like her own sound. Yeah. And, um, Agreed. a few albums later, uh, I, like they have a bunch of releases. They just, uh, they just had their 20th anniversary. Uh, the album that they came out with that wasn't very popular that I actually really love, I believe it's called In the End. Okay. Um, the track itself on that album, In the End and Into the Darkness, like, mm-hmm. That's when, like, I think her, like, her clean vocals, like, really get, like, a little bit more pretty. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, coupled with, like, very basic, like, guitar action. Yeah. Oh, that's the type of music. Um, it would be 51. To f- it's a final score of 51 for Epica. It's a final score of 62 for Kitty. So Kitty would move on to round two. Our, uh, our next matchup in this uh, first round, we have uh, Amaranthe versus uh, Evanescence. Now, if I was gonna fault anything with Amarante, would be is um, their their vocal work is really like cutting three. 
That's what I was gonna say. There's, there's, and there's three vocals. W- right, and there's with, only one female versus the two male. Right. There's a clean male and there's a uh, there's a there's heavy, a male that yep. kind of handles like the heavy load of it. Not to take anything away from them, but no. I mean there are actual tracks on like the Amarante album that it's um, primarily the male singer. Mm-hmm. But in either case, I mean her, her she she's got a solid yeah. voice. I mean I, I mean I com- mad about compared it. to the field, sure. I I would say middle of the pack. So my my updated score for that for them would actually be a thirty. Mine would be a thirty-four. Uh, Evanescence. Amy Lee is Amy Lee. I'm, I mean, I'm a big fan of Amy Lee. If Amy Amy Lee makes Evanescence, in my opinion, uh, but that that gives them a thirty for me because that was I think the vocals are the only thing they really really had. Uh, my final score for Evanescence actually turns into a thirty as well. That she had she had a pretty good multiplier there, mm-hmm. but um, that's a uh, that's a sixty-four to sixty loss. Tom Arante. Right. I only gave him a higher for the drum because their live album, the drum was very, very good. So. My thing is, and this is actually unfortunately just unfortunately for Evanescence, it's actually just personal taste, but their overall catalog is just not. No oh god, they, I think in my in my three window. Songs, I mean, they're a one oh four. They're a one oh four point five band, true. which is top forty, and for if you happen to not be listening in the New England area. So unfortunately for them, I mean that's kind of how they they uh, they landed for me. Um, next matchup would be Unleash the Archers versus Arcona. Arcona's not going to get much on the multiplier for me because um, I was not very high on their on their vocals. It was more their instrumentation that I, that I like for for Arcona. So I mean my my updated score for them would be a twenty four. They have a twenty eight on my end. Twenty eight. Uh, Unleash the Archers. That bitch can sing. At least the archers. I was very high in her vote. I mean, yep. uh, definitely slightly above average. Uh, that her power metal man. It's uh, she's got a thirty-two in my end. She has a thirty-six for me. I think I gave them the highest guitar rating out of all of their. If I'm correct, I'm pretty sure it is. At least the archers got my only perfect rating. Really? And it came in the uh, guitar column. Yeah, I got a six. six. Yeah, six is what I put for them as well. So unleash the archers. We'll move on to uh, round two. Yeah, the next matchup coming up, we have uh, Stitched Apart versus Hailstorm. Now, my uh, vocally with uh, with Stitched Apart, I'm not a fan of her scream. Not either. Like I like I like her clean. Great. Um, not not a huge fan of their scream, but at the same at the same token, like Hailstorm. That, that bitch can sing. <laughs> Going back to my last thing. Well, now. That's a matter gonna... of opinion because I have a pretty average. Really? Now, when I went to go see. I may have brought this up last time, I don't remember. When I saw them, they opened for uh, Shinedown. And, um, like, she came out. We've never heard of these people before. And she just started, like, belting these notes. Like, what? And I mean, kind of had to like make her like well, her welcome. If you listen to the first album, the kind of like offset songs, she hits some crazy notes too, and she sings the Judas Priest song, and she hits all those high things. So, I think uh, what actually happened, like, if I compare it to the field, I feel like because like when I was going, when we were going through like the thirty-two bands, like Mm -hmm. I'm trying to like put a scale. It's like where would this person fall? Where would this person fall? Um. And I mean, compared to the field, I mean, I'm not saying she can't sing. Right. Like Izzy Hale, like Lizzie Hale. Lizzie Hale, correct. Said Izzy, Lizzie, Lizzie Hale, like very talented individual. It's just, I mean, especially like her new releases. Like she's going more for the raspy, yeah. like more for the the hard. And I agree. I kind of put them the same like way as Evanescence. It's just like unfortunately overall their catalog is just not my yeah. thing. Like I I sure. like a handful of their songs. Like sure. and I like a handful of their songs a lot. Like mm-hmm. they have some songs out Agreed. there that are they're like are great. Um, Hailstorm for me goes up to a twenty four. Hailstorm for me goes up to a thirty six. Thirty six. Yep. Stitched up heart for me goes up to a twenty seven. Twenty eight for this guy. Man, I'm going to do the math on this one. Mm-hmm. What's hard for me to like, stitch apart is like kind of like the same thing. Like Their catalog doesn't necessarily blow me away, but they actually have one of my favorite songs like, right. ever. So it's like one song versus the whole catalog. Like I could be like very biased here. Oh, That is a win for Stitched Up Heart. 56 to 55. Wow, right on top. I like this multiplayer game. <laughs> math. 
Oh my god, what am I thinking? I don't know. I was talking about Stitched Up Heart, like I was saying they had the favorite song. I got my bands completely screwed up. Straight Line Stitch. I was going to say, I was like, we haven't done them yet. Oh my god. Alright, well we're going to chalk that one up to a, like some goofiness, because Stitched Up Heart, do they even have like heavy vocals in Stitched Up Heart? I don't, I don't think so. And you went with me I when did. I said that. Because You're like, yeah, I don't really like it either. Well, like, you went with the, uh, the, that's my favorite song. I was like, okay, so that's the one. No. No, everything's, everything's we, wrong. I'm but, glad we both fucked up. But congratulations, Stitch of <laughs> So how about Nightwish versus Straight Line Stitch? Now, Straight Line Stitch, my overall category. There you go. Um, they, uh, she had, they have one of my favorite songs of all time, but I don't necessarily care. But... Her heavy vocals, I'm not a huge, huge fan of. I don't mean to be this guy, but Straight Line Stitch is the one with your voice, with your song. Yes. Cool. Double check. Yes. Bumped. I digress. So Straight Line Stitch, my score still upgrades to a 27? Mine be a 28. So. Okay. <laughs> so you had 28 for Stitch Apart as well? Right. I'm just making sure, like, yes. now that I, I get this, like, completely yes. screwed up. All right, let's go. A Nightwish for me. They're okay. Um, more excited about their uh, instrumentation yeah. than I was about the uh, the vocals and the lyrics, Great. but um, they do go up to a 28 for me. 28 as well for me. That means Nightwish is going to advance by one point. 56 to 57. See, again, I should be biased right now because, like, Straight Line Stitch... They have, like, my song. Uh, next matchup we have would be uh, In This Moment versus Baby Metal. Uh, baby Metal for me. I'm sorry. I can't take your vocals seriously. I'm kind of on the same boat. <laughs> Not that. You can only take them for so long, though. And you're like, okay. I, I, under I understand that they're... Uh, they are what they are, but... Right, wait, wait, wait. I'm not going to this. Where was I? <laughs> uh, in this moment, uh, baby metal. I'm talking about the, baby metal. The so yeah, can um, so baby metal, they yeah, neat. Japanese metal, mm -hmm. like they they fit the bill like perfectly. Uh, with their bonus, they get a twenty three for me. Twenty five for me. Twenty three to twenty five in this moment. Um, Marina is a hit or miss for me, for the vocals. Um, sometimes they're really good, and other times they're just a little whiny, I guess, under the term. She does have a couple of whinies. There's a, there's a, there are some whinies in there, absolutely. Um, but overall, I should have a 29. 29. I'm a 31 for in this moment. So that's a 60 to a 48. So in this moment, we'll uh, move past uh, Babe Metal. And then we have our very last. <laughs> the same lead singer. In both those bands. I thought you would like this, actually. Arch Enemy versus uh, The Agonist. Not necessarily the same, but... It depends where you rate it from. Do you rate it from their older stuff for Arch Enemy, or do you rate it from the newer album? Well, haven't they both moved on? With, like, new? Yes. Or is The Agonist, like, not... It's It has a different... Right, so everybody's, like, moved on. Sure. So, like, we swapped, we changed, we continue. They digress, and they move on. Everybody's happy. Hey, everybody happy. Agnes for me turns into a 32. 37 for me. 32, 37. Arch enemy for me turns into 29. Fortunately, my lowest one, it would be a 20. That's all right. Agnes goes on. And we now have round two. All right, so we're adding a uh, multiplier for a guitar now. So we're actually going to uh, take into account some of the instrumentation for like the, these... Uh, these uh, lovely female-fronted metal bands and whatnot. Our uh, first, second-round matchup turns into Icon for Hire versus Kitty. Now, I was actually going off of my original rating system that I had for Icon for Hire, and I wasn't really high on their guitar work. I mean, it fit, but there's not a whole hell of a lot going on there. It's kind of like the, a pretty simple four-quarter. The song that even have guitar. I mean, decent, decent for what it was. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, not definitely nothing. What's that, that punk guitar? It's the basic chord. So after all the multipliers, I come for higher. It turns into a 42 for me. 48 for me. 48. Kitty? Kind of the same. I mean, they're not... They don't... They have, like, pretty basic solos. I mean, they, um... 
there are two guitarists in there, so they they um, they do create good layers with uh, with uh, some of their music. Um, they pr pretty much power chords, harmonics are kind of are kind of like their game, pretty much. Uh, but for me, they have the same honestly on my end. So that would give Kitty for me a 41. But I got him a four for guitar work as well. So it's 34 for me for Kitty. That actually moves Icon for higher or four. Okay. To the final four. I'm sorry. Yeah, final four. Our next second round matchup would be Amarante versus Unleash the Archers. Unleash the Archers <laughs> again was my uh, my my only perfect score, and it came yep. in the uh, guitar category. So my uh, my previous score of 32 is gonna now be 44. My 36 now 40. Amarante guitar work pretty average. See, and I thought that too, but when I listen to more of this stuff, the more the hidden track got a little more doodly doodly too much. They have some, but so I mean, so I mean, overall, I mean, I think they actually like rely more on like the synth and the sure, uh, the, sure. uh, the effects. And their three vocals. Yeah. They have a forty-four for me. They have a thirty-six for me. So unleash the archers will actually move on to the. Our next second-round matchup is stitched up heart, not straight line stitch. Are you sure. But stitched up heart. Are straight line stitch is no longer in the competition. <laughs> uh, versus Nightwish. Uh, Nightwish, I was above average on their guitar. Um, their updated score for me, 24, 28, 36. 34 for me. Now, Stitched Up Heart, not to be confused with Straight Line Stitch. Uh, pretty average mm -hmm. for me on the, on, the, on the guitar section. So for them, that makes them 24. 36 for me. 36 for me as well. Stitch Up Heart beats Nightwish by two points. That's two very close matchups for the Stitched Up Heart. And then last but not least in the second round, we have the Agonist versus uh, In This Moment. Looking at my matrix here. Uh, in This Moment, average guitar-wise. Yeah. Again, as far as I'm concerned, like their band is kind of focused on being visuals. Um, like visuals. Uh, 16. 35 for me. I have 37 on in this moment. I have 35. The Agonist, which I can't find on my Matrix right now. Uh, the Agonist, I gave a higher guitar. I gave a little higher. Uh, I give a lot of quick. A lot of... Um, attitude. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I was definitely about... Like, I think musically they're awesome. Mm -hmm. A little more shred. Trans. Technique. Transgression between uh, different oh, that's speeds big, and everything. That's, that's a, the word I was looking that's for. That's a big word. <laughs> yeah, damn it. Uh, so for them all to get uh, together, be a forty-seven. I got forty. So that's a uh, that's a very massive defeat for the for the agonist, which makes it which means we're down to our final four. But yay! Match number one, icon for hire and unleash the archers. For this particular one, we're adding a three-time multiplier for overall. Icon Fire gets an extra 10 points on the on the overall for me, so for me that makes them a 52. 10 points? Yeah, because I gave them a 5, so I times that by 3, it makes a 15. That's a 10-point difference between all the other scores. You look confused. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. No, you're good. Uh, 63 on my end. The way you said it. Right, I'm sorry, I won't say Like, what three again. numbers make 10? I'm trying... <laughs> Two, nope. Uh, three, nope. Good. Oh, wait a minute. I'm screwing up again. Goddamn white people. Beep. Okay, I remember. I was down on Icon for Hire on the overall sound because of the, that stupid album that they came right. out with. So I actually get... I'm sorry. I'm scratching my number out. They're 48 for me. Now, Unleash the Arches. Overall sound. Yeah, they get they get a pretty decent like little bonus for me. That's gonna be eight points extra. Yep, same here. Oh no. For me, they turn into a fifty-two. Sixty-four. 
116 to uh, 111. Unleash the Archers is going to the finals. I think that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. I agree. Especially uh, with our with our musical taste. On the other end, we have uh, Stitch Apart versus The Agonist. Uh, Stitch Apart will get a 42 on my end. And The Agonist will have a, a very low score of 62. Super low. Super low. All right, so Stitch Apart for me gets a 44. Uh, the Agonist actually goes up to a 48. The Agonist now has 110 points versus uh, 86. The Agonist and Unleash the Archers for our final. So we didn't actually uh, come up with a, another uh, multiplier for these guys, but what I would tell you is with a score of Unleash the Archers at 92 and the Agonist at 110, I think we've determined that the, uh, the greatest female-fronted heavy metal band in the world is the Agonist. So just to wrap up that segment, uh, Heavy Metal Over Six Pack would like to congratulate The Agonist, and uh, we uh, highly recommend that you uh, you actually go and look up all of their catalog. The links will be on um, on all of our uh, social medias and are on our episode notes, so you guys can actually check out these bands. Uh, definitely, they're I mean, all of them in their own way are really like wor mm. worth a listen. Like with it, I mean, in all honesty, exception of like a handful. I mean, you got to think too. There's multiple genres here. There's quite a few. So. Yeah, there's quite a few, and to be honest, I'm not even sure if like we even scratch the surface of like all the great the great ones that are that are necessarily out there. But there's a lot of hidden gems that aren't on this list. Again, we actually uh, we uh, we use the uh, website thetop10s.com. Like they uh, they have a pretty neat little uh, ranking system, and I just couldn't stop writing down names when I was going down the list. <laughs> like I, I got all the way up to uh, originally I think 34, mm -hmm. and uh, had to narrow it down. But in our uh, super flawless way we have determined that the uh, the best female fronted heavy metal band in the world is the agonist so mm -hmm. uh congratulations again to them you win nothing like <laughs> all of our prizes uh you live you, you win our uh absolute admiration and affection we'll go with it. yeah i mean that's pretty valuable mm -hmm. totally. i don't know man i know we didn't take like a too like too much time do you have any uh any uh, random BS you want to talk about before we uh, discuss the uh, the BS? The BS. Top of my head. All right, man. Let's review some beer. Let's do it. It's time to grab another beer and then talk about it. This is what are you drinking today? I'll start. Right. So I um I didn't uh, I I admit I I was not uh, super creative today. Um, at heart I'm a lager guy. I'm a lager, a pilsner. Um, I, I have two levels of drinking. If I'm going to drink like a fish, I go out and I buy something that's uh, less than 20 bucks for a 30 pack. If I'm gonna, ice. I don't go that bad. All right, keep that's doing. It's good. <laughs> I think my I think my uh, my 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 floor might be uh, rolling rock. All right. And that's a that's a pretty brutal hangover if you actually make the goof up and yeah, you get hung over on those things. Right. Um, go out to a couple of these dive bars where they have it on tap for like a couple of bucks. That's like Narragansett. For a pint. It's like, Dollar Narragansett. Oh. Sounds like a great idea at the time. And then you wake up the next morning it's like, oh, why did you do that to yourself? It's like a doom shot. Um, so yeah, if I if I drink like a fish, I usually stick to uh, I, I usually stick to that tier. I mean, I can I can, I can crush the Bud Light and the Coors Light and the Miller's Light like, like anybody. Um, but, but then when I want to be like, you know, fancy and actually enjoy my life, it's when uh, we hit up all these craft beers. So this one's actually really kind of like right down, right smack in the middle. Because this is, um, this is a Kolsch style, which okay. is, which is a, it's, a, it's, I mean, I compare it to a Pilsner or a lager. Sure. It's a, it's a very crushable beer. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, it's kind of like down at like those lower ends. This is by a line and Google. It's a canoe paddler. This isn't new to me. Like I actually, canoe paddler for them is actually a seasonal. It comes out pretty much every spring, like okay. like early spring to like early summer. Mm -hmm. Canoe paddler will be available. Line and Kugel is from Wisconsin. Line and Kugel is not by any means a small craft brewery. I mean no. they they're pretty big. 
they uh they have yeah they're 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 pretty huge so i didn't really go like too little guy today so sorry but not sorry because i can't say anything because mine's not new you know i didn't smaller when, whenever you guys consume this uh, harpoon's pretty uh I mean, that's a Boston base. I mean, so yeah, yeah I Um, so I mean, whatever day you guys consume this product, I mean, it's a Monday night here, so I just want something light and like refreshing. Mm -hmm. And plus, the uh, weather was fabulous. It just seemed, it just seemed plus, like a good it, a good springtime beer for, for me. Once. Yeah, right. <laughs> Wait till tomorrow. Um, <laughs> right. So, uh, Line and Kugel Canoe Paddler. It's uh, it's a very light Kolsch style beer something that it's actually a go-to i actually look forward to it at one point these are actually only available in like a 12 pack like sampler thing so think, yeah you had to buy like the 12 pack and you only get four of them yeah, you get the rando yep. and then i had to deal with the god-awful hops hells or oh, hell's hops hellies, or what, yeah. whatever whatever it was and it was just like hoppy Hop garbage hellies, is that what it, was? Yeah. The, like it was hell that's all it was it was hell in a bottle and I had to buy four of them so I could get four canoe paddlers. Right. It just did, didn't add up. But they finally started like mm -hmm. sending shipping over like some six packs for me. So I said this is go to for me out of six points. This is a four. Nice. Yeah. Pretty good. Bruja. Um, Bruja. Like it. So I went with um, the Harpoon Brewery from Boston and Winston, Vermont. Uh, the Wana Mango. I usually go for the, uh, <clears throat> I, I like the fruitier, I like a little flavor in my beer. Um, citrusy one, stuff like that, and you don't see too, too many of the mango, so I think I'd give it a shot. Um, it's, it's actually pretty good. It has, it's a pale ale, so it has a little bit of hoppiness behind it, which, as we've, we've learned by now, is not my glass of brew. See that? Is that a <laughs> cup of tea? You like that? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I, I'm a big fan of the UFO line, as we were talking about earlier. Um, but uh, yeah, it's actually it's pretty good. I get a 4.5 in my end. Wow. Pretty generous. Wow, that's pretty good for a harpoon because they're uh, they have a they a lot of the harpoon stuff has like a very distinct, a very distinct flavor, kind of like the Wachusett Brewing. Like a lot of their uh, bottled stuff like right. has a very uh, yeah, very uh, very distinct, but very good. Very good. That's uh, that's that's good to see because I think a couple of your your last couple of uh, points have been like average to below average. Mm -hmm. You set yourself up like huge with that Stony Joe's man. Pretty much. <laughs> well, everybody, quick hitter today. Yeah. yeah. Got some got some uh, got some shit done. You now know exactly where to go if you want the uh, the the best in the world mm -hmm. when it comes to a uh, female fronted uh, heavy metal bands. Um, Please, if you're uh, if you're listening, shoot us an email. We need some album reviews. Mm -hmm. We want to uh, we want to rate and critique the stuff that you uh, you guys want to hear rated and critiqued. Mm -hmm. um, as well as uh, we uh, we'll definitely start taking a look at like some of the new albums in like 2018 that are that are starting to come up, especially sure. from like maybe yeah. some bands that like, even uh, we haven't actually mm -hmm. heard of. Um, upcoming episodes, we got some great guests lined yep. up. We got some. Uh, we got some cool discussion points coming with a few guests. We have two full bands mm -hmm. that are going to be coming in in, the, in the next couple of episodes. So I mean, definitely something to. Uh, I mean, you saw you you all may have heard the uh, the chaos that happened the last time we had the full band in here. So I think the chaos is from one person, but that's fine. We won't. It's cool. We won't point fingers. It's cool. We're, names. we're 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 down we're down with the chaos. Um, mm -hmm. Uh, please like, share, listen, repeat. Make sure uh, get get some of your friends to actually like our, our social medias. I hate to like put so much damn importance on it, but it's you know it's important in this world of uh, social media buzz. We really need to see some of your ratings. Um, we're hopefully uh, going to be on the the next couple of uh, platforms up and running pretty soon. Uh, just holding on for uh, Spotify and uh, Google Play, but uh, we are available on iTunes. We are available through uh, Podomatic on the website. We are available through Podomatic through their app. Mm -hmm. Which, if uh, you are an iPhone user, you can get their app. I've been told that the Android users cannot. So uh, let's go. Let's go Google Play. Yep. Um, <laughs> Pretty much. But uh, we're very findable. But we, you know, like I said, we uh, we really encourage you send us like some album reviews, or if you want us like anything that you want to hear us discuss, uh, we we'd love to hear your feedback. And uh, keep checking back and keep uh, keep listening. And uh, thanks for joining us again.
I'm good if you're good. I'm good if I'm good. Alrighty. Peace. See you. That is the end of this episode. Signing off for two dudes who think you give a shit about their opinion. This is Heavy Metal Over a Six Pack. See you next time.